0: All right, it is Monday, February 19th, also known as President's Day 2024. No, he hasn't gotten better looking. Today's host is Daniel Govert, not Kyle Mounts here. So let's get into the show.
1: Hopefully he did,
0: though. Hopefully he got better looking while he's on vacation. I usually feel better looking when I come back from vacation.
1: Absolutely. I don't feel know. Good looking.
0: It's not because I ate better or exercised more it's an inside thing i feel better on the where inside.
1: were you guys running who was chasing you at the end of that sequence there just now
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever asked that question oh uh, if you if you only listen to the podcast in our intro sequence for the live stream there's a scene at the end where kyle and i are running and, and actually there's like a drone like tracking us down but i don't know we were like how can we make this look as close to a beastie boys video as possible i think was the plan when we oh, shot that. Like- like, are like, how do we show everyone
1: we're healthy? We're runners or something. And
0: then, <laughs> well, Kyle is a runner. Um, yeah. so he, he just went on with his life after that scene. Meanwhile, I sat on a bench for 13 minutes. <laughs> oh man. Well, today is president's day. So we know the auto industry. I mean, like if you work for a bank or the government or a school, right, you're not doing anything today. But if you're in the auto industry, you're working double hard today because yeah. president's day, right? Like is a day where, what do we do, Daniel? Like, we
1: do. I mean, I think if you're I think if you're on in New England, this is an extra big day. And I think if you're in the rest of the country, like we we want some of that action.
0: Wait, why is and that? Then,
1: I don't know, but it's like all of my friends that work in stores on the East Coast, are like President's Day is a legit big deal in New England. Okay. And I don't know if they claim every president, even though just saying Ohio.
0: Because they all went ones. to Yale or Harvard.
1: Right. <laughs> well ultimately they had to go to the East Coast to be the president. I don't know. But there's I think this is, you know, it's any any opportunity we've got for for some retail vacation, this is the one that we want to hop onto.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Well, hats off to you in New England. Share some of that love with the rest of the country. Um, we have 85 days. Until Asotucon, which is not a lot, less than three months. This is going to come in so hot. Um, the website is being updated now on a regular basis with new speakers and new things that are happening. You can go to a Sotucan.com to check out the details, but it's May 14th through 17th. The main trajectory is 15, 16. I mean, we got it as far away from the end of the month or the beginning of the month as we possibly could. Dead center in the month. We have a few awesome things going on. A partnership with Wocan, they are doing a breakfast event. On the 15th in the morning, we also have a pretty great breakfast event happening on the 16th that we're going to be announcing very soon. Um, And so, look, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, still early bird pricing. Now is the time to get them. If you want to be a sponsor or participate in the event, um, let us know sooner than later because, like, the booths are filling up. um, The special lunches are filling up and all the other things that – kind of we, we think of the, the show in like an activation mindset so it's some really interesting opportunities we're bringing pitch tank back so if you're a, a sponsor of the show you can have an opportunity to actually pitch from stage um because i mean daniel you can weigh on in on this like we believe that dealers want to hear the pitch when they're at an event they just don't want to hear it over 45 minutes unless they're really right. interested right so i mean right. three minute pitches ben. right
1: and the good thing, I mean, you know, if you haven't seen content from last episode, look, I don't, let's, let's be real. I don't get a dollar whether you go to SodaCon or not, right? I'm, but it's you like, know what?
0: I'm going to give you a dollar if someone goes to a SodaCon. No, no,
1: don't. That way, no, no, don't,
0: don't. Now you can't say, say I that enough.
1: <laughs> I'm keeping my amateur Stop. status. Yeah. I, I, But I think if you talk to people that went there last year, like you'll, you'll find out this is really not, this is not the main point of being a pitch fest. This is not a vendor fest. This is truly collaboration. And you talk to other dealers that are like-minded there. You'll talk, yeah, honestly, you talk the vendors there too, are like-minded also. They're about actually moving you forward, about hearing your feedback, what you have to say, good, bad, positive, neutral, whatever. And it's not, you know, it's not just a one-way street and it's definitely you, the, the borders, the, the lines, silos. Whatever they kind of melt when you're there. So I think that's probably be the best way for me to put it.
0: That's a gr- that's a great point. Um, just you can tell like you know when you're around like the energy of the people you're like oh we see things the same way and all of a sudden it takes out the right. first like six steps of relationship because you're already like hey like we already trust each other with with this and people just start sharing. We actually we'll talk about it once the the feature is released. There's a major tech company that we know that a feature and report that they built into their system. Actually synthesized at a session at a Sotocon last year regarding fixed operations. We'll talk about it once it like kind of comes full circle. But well, we started saying like the next innovative ideas in automotive are born at a Sotocon.
1: So because of the ease of the conversation that you have there, right? And it's like you're wandering through the desert and all of a sudden you see someone else and they speak your same language, and you're like, we're we're not the same tribe, but like y- you speak the same language, and that's that's definitely what it felt like. And this year at Pitch Tank, we're also going to be giving out um, overly ripe fruit to the audience, um, so that's <laughs> actually a, a new dynamic. It's very it's a it's an activation, and we'll really be immersive for the people on the Pitch Tank. Let's put it that way.
0: And we are going to roll all the camera footage in two hundred forty hertz super slow mo, so that when <laughs> when one connects, we're really going to get all the social all the social footage out of it we can.
1: You really want to be able to see it. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean my contribution.
0: There you go. Well, we appreciate that. Um, we're also this week going to have an, a, so to edge webinar. This is our quick shot webinar webinar forecast, 20 to 30 minutes, not 50 minutes and it's just moving and it stays lively. We're going to be with our friends, upstart auto retail, um, talking about the results of a hundred dealer survey that they recently did. And, um, you know, Keyshawn Batts, head of customer success, is going to be taking us through all the insights gleaned from that. Dealers always want to know what other dealers think. This is a great time to do that. If you just go to our homepage, asodu.com, scroll down just a little bit, you'll be able to sign up uh, to be part of that webinar for free. Let's get into some news, shall we? All right, we have some special news because Daniel's the co-host today. Second story, but for the first story, um, I'm sure you have an opinion on this too. You have opinions. That's why you're on the show. We need opinions. That's right. That's right. It's just like
1: anatomy. Everyone's got it.
0: Oh, I thought you were. (laughs) People people do have opinions on anatomy, too. All right, moving on. Dealers are facing uh, mixed results with the new IRS portal for EV tax credit transfers. Um, While some are smoothly navigating the system, others have hit technical snags challenging their ability to offer the instant credits on... um, EVs, putting dealers in kind of like a precarious situation. So some dealers successfully have used it online, uh, getting immediate tax credits. We talked a little bit about this last year. The government's already issued about $130-plus plus million in rebates directly to dealers. But others, however, are facing some pretty significant uh, technical glitches, putting them at a disadvantage. Andrew Tang, operation manager at My Auto Group in Salinas, California, shared a two-month ordeal where there was a glitch in the system. It wasn't confirming that he was registered. And he said, it's like we're dead in the water, voicing his sentiment over uh, dealers struggling with these issues. He said after nearly two months, um, he hasn't been able to issue the credit. And they've actually taken the risk and have given the credit out anyway on nine uh, Chevy Bolts exposing themselves to a big liability, but finally have gotten it uh, settled over two months. Our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet, they had a unique hurdle. Uh, There was like uh, an issue over a character in their name. It was an ampersand that was in there and uh, it's on their legal documentation. It didn't transfer to the portal, but they finally got that figured out. Um, One other dealer, Gary Pretzfield, co-owner of Auto Trust USA, said he encountered a known error that prevented uh, the tax credits from coming through. And here's his quote. The whole thing, it sucks and it's unfair, he says, and expressing his frustration over the- uh, Was it just
1: about the tax credit or
0: just- (laughs) was,
1: was he talking about? <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but obviously they pulled that quote from a general background. <laughs>
0: no, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's about the portal issue, um, but is obviously. Am I mean?
1: Well, you, were, I'm were surprised that 100
0: 130 million dollars have gotten paid out. I'm surprised about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of this to me is. you know, First of all, the bigger liability is to leave those Chevy volts on your lot, right? So, like, I mean, That's you're gonna. I would. I would think any any operators doing exactly what they're doing and making the deal. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like make the deal and then you'll figure it out later. I don't think, you know, this is a government, an IRS function that's having only a two month delay. Yeah. Let's call this a win.
0: I I think last when we covered the story last week on how much money they already paid out over it, because we were talking about this in December, like, all right, here we go. How's this going to go? So, I mean, it's certainly a lot different than cash for clunkers.
1: Yeah right I mean and I think if everyone's comparing this to just the speed in which we got our PPP payments right. you know that was the last time that we got money from the government I mean that worked that that came out you know very expeditiously and this is just I don't think too first of all if you're comparing this I I don't know everyone's different OEM but the OEMs that I've had experience with we, we're chasing down payments and incentives for longer than two months. Right. So it's not, I don't think that's anything unusual. I don't think this is like uh, you know, all of a sudden the IRS can't find its wallet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. Oh, I mean, I was just, I was going, ah, uh, geez, no, this is your turn, isn't it? Right. I don't think it's that. And I don't think that this is any, I don't think it's going to deter any retailer from trying to take advantage of it. And it's just unfortunate, but it's not, it's just not something that's uncommon. And I don't think two months is anything. We're still going to call that a win.
0: There you go. Then, that, then we'll call it a win. I'm going to call it a win. Speaking of realta- yeah. retailers taking advantage of a situation, this one's especially for you. When I knew you were going to be the guest host, I was like, this is the story that's going in this morning. Mercedes-Benz refutes claims of deprioritizing high-end vehicles for cheaper gasoline-powered cars, emphasizing a strategic balance between ICE, EV, and plug-in hybrid models. <laughs> Uh, Due to actual market demand, the company allegedly told dealers at their NADA make meeting that 2024 will be the year when they focused on lower price cars to drive sales. According to one dealer who attended the meeting, Uh, an exec stated, quote, last year was about profitability. This year is about sales growth. So Mercedes plans to introduce 25 new products in 2024, focusing on both core and high end segments. Um, despite rumors, they maintain their, quote, economics of desire strategy directing over 75% of R&D to lucrative segments with a future aim for an all-electric lineup. Um, and so here's the last quote. Uh, Mercedes-Benz spokesperson clarified our long-term strategy is to go all-electric in the future where market conditions allow. Daniel, you spent a lot of years in Mercedes. Sense. You understand it inside and out. Uh, what are they doing here?
1: I mean, understand as best as possible, right? I think, you know, and I think you've I think you've got one of the most iconic oldest brands in the in the world, still arguably one of the most desirable brands in the world, trying to navigate a, a very tumultuous sea right now. And they've done so you know, fairly well in, in parts of the brand. And then they know that there's parts of the brand that need to be optimized. Mm-hmm. And I think really that's what they're and I think really that's what they're looking to do. I don't recall that there was, you know, yes, there was some some talk in, in Germany about uh, prioritizing certain price points over others. But the top end vehicle segment for the brand is very important to the brand. It's not something that they're going to lose sight of. And I think and right. I mean, everyone is sort of trying to feel their way along of where they fit in with electric. And yep. and to say that everyone's first shot with electric was successful, probably well, not. So yeah, so it's like, a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely <laughs> right. not.
1: So, so I think this is this is par for the course. This is you know, you've got room full of, of very smart people that are saying, like, we've we we went at this and we look ultimately the EQS great product. The that's fact that it's not, not that's not a selling beautiful
0: a beautiful car. It's a beautiful right. car.
1: Beautiful car, amazing to drive, makes no apologies in terms of its drive. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the, the news that a, a high a high performance, high dollar amount luxury electric vehicle doesn't sell fast not used to anybody. Are we really surprised? Right. Right, Exactly. So this is at least, look, I'm saying at least if this is all true, then at least look, then great. They're they're paying attention and they're making those adaptations. And I think, you know, models that are coming this year, you're, yeah, you're going to see a blend of some hybrids. You're going to see a blend with some plugins. You're going to see a blend with, you know, and fewer and fewer brand new all electric models, but let's make stuff that people a still want. Mm -hmm. And let's kind of like blend in Like when you're trying to get your kids to eat more vegetables, right? So how do we blend in electric? How do we blend in some electric?
0: Illustration, right? You just can't give them a plate full of vegetables. It's never happening. You start with one, right? You start with a hybrid, then a plug-in hybrid, and then you know what? Maybe before you know it, they're eating a really nice stir fry. <laughs> right, so,
1: and this, and you know, and if you look at the models that they're introducing, you know, saying they're introducing, they're really going back to showing the iconic body lines, the iconic models, those those silhouettes that everyone is in love with that that really define the brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I think a lot of people are glad to see them, you know, maintaining those things and showing everyone what Mercedes-Benz was, is, and can be from its heritage through what the future would be. And yeah, you know, any kind of any any news that a manufacturer can adapt that rapidly. When you talk about seventy five percent shift, you know, a shift up to 75% in their R&D yep. and their R&D, but it yeah. is massive, then yes. that's something to celebrate.
0: Sure is. Uh, speaking of things to celebrate after Stop. a little context. A Won't sound like celebrating in the beginning, but we'll be celebrating the end of this story. I promise you a recent report is highlighting the stark reality that almost no plastics can be effectively recycled, challenging decades of industry narratives and calling for accountability from the fossil fuel sector. Uh, despite a major, like we've been living in a major recycling campaign uh, for the last 15 years. The U.S. plastic recycling rate stands at a dismal 5 to 6 percent, with the report citing over 50 years of misleading practices by big oil and the plastics industry. So the industry defends its efforts, arguing that modern technologies are overlooked and emphasizes plastics role in achieving sustainability. Um, Here's a quote. Recycling cannot go on indefinitely and does not solve the solid waste problem, says the Vinyl Institute. They said this back in 1989 and now it's kind of showing that they were kind of accurate. Now in contrast, so that's like oh that's not great news, right? We've been separating our stuff for years and we're like what do you mean 5% of all this effort and all this work? Here's the bright side. In contrast, according to an industry expert recycler, executive producer of the Amazon Prime docu-series Repurposed and one of last year's con's main stage guests, John Sacco, he says your car is the most recyclable item you will ever own coming in at being made from over 80% of sustainably recycled materials. I don't know. I mean, I news, was, is, does the Vinyl
1: Institute still exist? And does it have my aunt's sofa in it still? I like that because, it's
0: the Vinyl Institute. I feel like it, I just, it's a great name. It doesn't have your aunt's yeah. sofa. Does it smell like your aunt's sofa, right? Or I think is it, it a plastic a on the cushions? All the I things. Think it could
1: just be The Vinyl Institute National, basically, VIN, right? And I think that. Uh,
0: <laughs> They pivoted. Yeah, <laughs> it, this was heartbreaking when
1: I first read this because, like, if you see our recycling, our mound of recycling, like everyone else has, like, one their one recycling container, and we have like fifty bags of recycling we're next to it. Yeah, absolutely. Washing it, you know, making sure that it's not contaminated when we put it in there. Oh so gosh. I was a little alarmed when I read that at first, but I think also, I think automo I think automotive in general is we're good at repurposing. Mm-hmm not just in terms of personnel, although that would be a great name for a recruiting firm, but I think that we're great at at taking the materials that, that are around us and being able to put them to better use and so I think that, and I think that's actually an avenue that, in, when we're talking about sustainability and automotive, I really wish they would sell, they would, they would yell that louder. And how many things that we do repurpose? How many things that automotive between dealerships and uh, and OEMs? How many things we do recycle and do try and upcycle and make them better for future generations? That that's definitely you're seeing that in cars today.
0: It's funny. I'm not. I'm not going to make this as a as a political point. But the last two stories, both the one about. Actually, yeah, the last two about Mercedes shifting to, you know, items that people want to buy and making things profitably that people want to buy and um, recycling things that actually make a difference. And they're sustainable, a.k.a. they generate some level of profit to continue the sustainability. It feels like capitalism at work. Right. Like capitalism isn't all good. But these are the principles, I think, that the auto industry is built on, which is why they want to put the consumer first in the EV conversation, which is why, um, you know, they pay attention, like you say, repurposing so much, because despite the narrative, like I think when you start digging deeper, you realize that the principles that the auto industry is built on are largely ones that are good for everybody.
1: And anytime, nothing gets OEMs to listen to consumers better than when they stop spending money. Oh, loud and clear. Right. So any type of slowdown for that, if we've got people now that are listening, then that's great because they're not successful despite themselves. Yeah. So I don't think and and you're right. This is absolutely capitalism at work. This is why this is why we're in one of the greatest industries to be in, in the greatest country, because we do have the ability to make these types of adaptations that I don't think you're seeing coming as rapidly from other industries.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, it was great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for just contributing your experience and your wit and uh, just your handsome, good looks to the show today. We'll see you tomorrow for uh, a little bit of more than cars content.
1: Thanks, guys.